But we're just picking right the fuck back up where we left off on the last thing that got published. Hola. I don't give a fuck about any kind of deal. One of us is irritated about some dumb shit because certain people in his life are fucking stupid. Which maybe I'm the retarded one because I let it happen for so long, but that also wasn't the things that were going on that I could see. Well, I mean, there's the general courtesy aspect of it. It's fucking... It was 9.15. Yeah. Like, what the absolute fuck? Yeah. Granted, that is a job that I don't fucking respect. There is maybe, of the thousands of employees that do that job, there's maybe a hundred of them that I think they're doing the, the right thing. Especially with all the shit that's been going on here recently. No. Did you guys see that in California, now, fucking... Those people can just come in and take your fucking kids from school without parents' consent? Didn't see that. If a kid goes to a counselor and says that they are uncomfortable or unhappy in their home life, those people can come in without talking to the parents at all and take and put them in a temporary spot so that they can feel safe. Wow. That is a thing that passed Congress. Wow. Yeah. Fucking California. Yeah, but the fucked up thing is everything that happens in California trickles down to other states. All the blue states are going to end up doing the same fucking thing. Luckily, Oklahoma's fucking, you know, 97.5% red state. Well, that's a red state. But still, there's going to be those counties that are like, oh yeah, no, we're okay with it. No, bitch. If my kid gets in trouble at home, he can go and talk to his fucking counselor. That's fine. Maybe the counselors would be like, why'd you get in trouble? Right. Why do you think your parents are being assholes? Oh, because you're an entitled little piece of shit? I love kids to death and I'll protect them to my fucking, to the end, my, end of my days. But sometimes kids are assholes, mine yeah. included. I guarantee you there's times that either one of my kids, that at the time they could have been like, no, my dad did this, whether it was I fucking yelled at him or I took something away, like, I'm not comfortable with this. If a counselor would be like, oh, well, we'll get you out of that situation. No, bitch, you won't. Why don't you be like, why don't you listen to your fucking parents? You know, most of us parents, especially the ones in this fucking room, if we say no, it's for a reason. It's for a reason. Usually right. a fucking good one. It's if I don't want you to jump off the roof and you think I'm an asshole because of it, it's like, no, little motherfucker, it's because I don't want you to hurt yourself. You want to jump off the roof and then break your fucking legs and I have to deal with fucking CPS because you're an idiot and you didn't listen to your fucking dad? And I say idiot in the most loving fucking way because you might be smart as shit, but that was dumb as fuck. You were an idiot in that fucking point in time. Yep. I don't know how many times I got called an idiot as a kid, and I knew I wasn't fucking stupid. I knew that what I was doing at that point in fucking time was retarded as shit. Like, the Down Syndrome kid at my school was far more intelligent than I was because he knew, don't jump off the fucking house. <laughs> and There's... The coddling of this fucking generation that's coming up is is going to be the end of this world, and I'm so glad I'll be dead when that happens. And I'm going to throw one thing out on the flip side, because it just kind of leads me to question shit because of things that I know from back when I was in Bama. You know, I remember a woman told me, she's like, yeah, I'm having a lot of problems with my son. Beat him. And she's like, and I'm scared of him. No sound in the world like a belt coming out of dad's belt loops. Well, in this situation, 
dad was not, not in the picture. Not in the picture at all. Okay. Had not been since conception. Uh, and I know that feeling. The kid compared to mama was somewhere in the ballpark of Drax compared to me. The kid was massive and the mama was tiny little thing. Right. And it's like I understand that you're scared of your kid. I'll help you out in any way possible. But you know, getting back on topic what the hell is California's stance on something like that? Yeah. They don't have one. You know, the kid is unruly because the parents physically cannot do something to stop him. Yeah, and I understand and that. And the parents feel unsafe well, with to, the child. In today's world, today's society states or, or says you should not have to physically reprimand your child. Wait a minute. Motherfucker, fuck that. The kids that got beat when they were kids, and I say beat in quotes, the kids that got their ass whooped, some of the ones that got slapped in the fucking mouth because they said some dumb shit in public, those are the best motherfuckers on the planet right now. Yeah. It's these ones. Did you guys see the video that a chick sued her parents because she was born? She was fucking born. She sued her parents. Yeah. They didn't communicate with her before she was a living fucking thing. Damn. And didn't get consent to be born. Bitch, shut the fuck up. You're one of the people that needs to play in fucking traffic. <laughs> you need to be yeah. darwined out. Go headbutt a semi-truck at 70. I don't fucking care. I watch, I've watched that video like four different times to see other people's reactions. Go pet the rhino. And they are so much more fucking... You know, they're on my same page, but that is so fucking dumb. It pisses me off. That pisses me off more than the phone call I got. Yeah. I don't understand where the fucking entitlement comes from. Don't get me wrong. We've all been young. We all thought we were entitled to something that we didn't fucking earn. Right. That is human fucking nature. We think that because we get it in this time, we should get it all the fucking time. It's like the parents that buy presents for all the other kids when it's their kid's birthday. No, bitch, it's my kid's birthday. He gets fucking presents. And if you come to me and say, well, my kid didn't get a present, is it your kid's fucking birthday? Right. No. Shut the fuck up, bitch. You want him to get a present, take him to the fucking store and you buy him one. And then you're going to have a shitty adult when he fucking grows up. And you're going to have to fucking deal with him until he's 40 and you fucking die. Fuck you. God damn it. <laughs> I understand the Hey, the it's okay with that, Matt, because it ain't me. Yeah. I understand the parent being afraid of their kid. Yeah. My aunt was the same way. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I have no sympathy for my aunt being dead. I don't fucking care. She is one person that I will say I don't give a shit. I think the world's better off that she's not here anymore. But her kid is far worse than her. And it's because of the fact that she was afraid of him. And he was an abusive fucking kid. She got hip replacement surgery. I've, I've met him. He is He's worse. a fucking piece of shit. My cousin is a piece of shit. And I hope for some reason he hears this and fucking calls me. Call me, bitch. I will beat your fucking ass until you're dead in a ditch. My aunt got hip replacement surgery. I was 18. He was 16. Yeah. He started, like, this was two days after my mom was taking her home. He was in the back. I was in the back. He started kicking her, the back of her fucking chair in the car. Two days 
after she had hip replacement surgery. I beat the fuck out of him in the back of that goddamn car. <laughs> beat the shit out of him. I fucking, and it started off, I fucking, I just, just backhanded him right in the nose, and his nose started bleeding. He's like, I love the taste of my own blood, and he fucking kicked his mom's chair again. So I was like, fuck you. Just sitting in a stoplight. I get the people in the truck next to me, and I remember this vividly. They looked at him like, the fuck is going on there? I'm beating the fuck out of him. And his face is just bloodied at this fucking point. So we take him to Marie Detty. You know, for, you know, the place for fucking minors, the middle place for fucking minors. I drag him the fuck in there. His mom in a wheelchair, my mom fucking there. He's like, somebody help me. He's beating the shit out of me. And I'm at fucking 18 years old. I said, anybody helps this fucking piece of shit that wants to kick his mom in the hips after she just had hip replacement surgery, you fucking come to do it. I'll beat the fuck out of you, and I'm going to beat the fuck out of him again in front of everybody. And he went to fucking swing. Just... <laughs> no, bitch. And this is all on camera at fucking Marie Deddy. I understand a parent being afraid of a kid, especially one that's big. Yeah. He's not he's not my size, but he's a good size guy. I understand that. His mom, not real big. She was big, but she wasn't real big. You know yeah. what I mean? She was four hundred and ten pounds. She was fat. Yep. Uh, she was fucking fat. <laughs> four hundred and ten pounds <laughs> at two inches taller than you. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, to sit in her car when I was 14 years old, anybody had to sit in the back because the rest of her had to go to the passenger seat. That's how big she was. Yeah. She wasn't a small woman. Yeah, I mean... At all. I understand a parent being afraid of their child. To an extent. Yeah. There's also a point that you fucked up somewhere. Mm -hmm. That kid should have enough respect for you that no matter how big he is or she is, that they're not going to fucking do that. Me and my mom have had her have had our fucking spats as I was a grown-up. My mom has pulled a fucking knife on me as a grown-up. She is not the same person that I grew up with. Alcohol does, a, does some fucked up things to people. And I say that as we're sitting here drinking a beer. Yep. But it does. It will fucking change you. And I've seen it myself more than once when I've gone down that fucking hole. And I don't like that person. And I have told both of you sitting in this fucking room that I need to fucking stop for a little bit. Because I know where I'm fucking going. Once your brain clears up and your body clears up a little bit, you can get back to who you were. But at that fucking point in time, no. My mom was drinking a gallon and a half of vodka a day. Damn. A day. My mom's 140 pounds and 5'7". A gallon of cheap 100-proof vodka is going to fuck you up. Yeah. And she pulled a knife on me. And I'm not proud of it, but I fucking... I didn't put her on the ground, but I grabbed her by the top of her shoulders and I set her on the counter and I held her there. You're not going to fucking do this. Like, this is not how this is going to fucking work. You know, my childhood trauma was a... was a fucking... was a car wreck that I got hit in the face with a Suburban doing 70. That's my childhood trauma. I've had more trauma... trauma... I don't fucking think it's trauma. I can get the fuck over it. As a grown-up, after all this shit happened with my mom. Because my, my grandfather and my mom were the two people that I respected the most in my life. Grandpa died. When Grandpa died, my mom died. She was a whole different person. And I'm not proud of how those fights have gone. But now she lives with me. Everything is okay. She doesn't drink like that. She barely drinks at all anymore, luckily. And when she does, I'll set her the fuck straight. 
I will talk to her like I'm talking to a fucking stranger that's being an asshole. And to me, that's the mo that's the utmost respect. Even though the words may not sound like it to a third fucking party, but you don't know anybody else's bullshit. Yeah. To set your to to have to set a parent straight to me is is one of the shittiest fucking things in the world to have to fucking do. That's my opinion. Nobody else's. But to have to set your parents straight, or to have to fucking to have to answer the question for a parent to go, this isn't who I raised, and for you to have to look at them and say, this isn't who fucking raised me. That's shitty, and that's shitty on both ends mm -hmm. because the parents and the kids have to deal with two different fucking versions of a person that you've known your entire fucking life. Yeah, that is something that I fucking hate. So, anyways, I went through I went through that that this isn't who I raised and this is not who raised me concept with my mom in Pensacola after dad passed. So, we're still trying to get through it and. and move on I mean and obviously we don't live together but yeah <clears throat> it wasn't as, ex as extreme as yours no uh, either way to have to do it in general is something that no parent or child should ever have to do and that's just my opinion <coughs> I'd have one while you're in there I'm going to pee while you're finishing your, your story no, that's all I had it's not a big story Hey, 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 so yeah, here we are. Chola, Lodito. So yeah, went on a wicked little side road for a little while. I mean, it happens. Yeah, uh, honestly, we we've stated in previous episodes that you know that this sometimes do what this just rolls. Well, and sometimes this is our therapy. Yeah, and honestly, I'd rather have it happen here like this. Than, you know, out in public. Yep. And it's not so much that I'd be embarrassed, because I wouldn't. He wouldn't be embarrassed. But I'd rather have it happen here with his brothers and his his chosen family. You know, that kind of venting and, and opinion-making and, and attitude um, than anywhere else, because it gives him a chance to be calm. Gives him a chance, and when he gets to go home, he's going to be good. Oh, yeah. And then and, we all move on with life, and I'll see him tomorrow instead of doing something stupid. Yeah, and for all of us, it gives us that we can vent. Yeah. And we blow off the steam. We leave here level-headed. We don't go somewhere and do something stupid. Right. So. So, it's all good. Like I said, it's just not mad, not mad at me. Yep. I didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. No. Let him bet. Let him be that way. I don't. I don't give a crap if anybody's offended. By the way, if you haven't been offended yet, you will be. Shit, there's motherfuckers that pay thousands of dollars for the therapy and relief that we get right here in this room, Fuck and yeah. we're not paying out a penny for. That's what we were just saying. You know, I'd rather you do it here now, like this, because this is started to become like our therapy. Oh yeah, if I if I'd have left here, as irritated as I am, guaranteed I'd go to jail tonight. Let let's just throw this one on an entirely different side note. If this wasn't a thing, and 
that phone call happened on a reg on a what used to be a regular Tuesday night. Yeah, because I don't remember if Tuesday nights were a regular bar night for you or not. <laughs> every night was a bar night for me. That's kind of what I thought, but you know, it was literally every single well, night. And for a while, Tuesdays was uh, league and then bar. So prior to this, you know. How do you think that night would have turned out if you would have gotten that phone call? Lawton would not be standing. True, true. I do like fire. Can be fun. Honestly, it probably wouldn't have been Lawton because they're at Oklahoma City. Oh, that's right. I'd have driven to Oklahoma City, and there'd have been some things that were on fire there. Tink, tink, because we didn't do it to start this one because we just kind of. Just rolled on. Bulldozed yeah, right into that. it. But we're here now. Yeah. No, this is been bugging you for a while. Well, no, I'm just saying, like this, like just us doing this. Even though you know, last Tuesday off air we had our argument, and I've got no problem saying that we had our argument. Yeah. And granted, we've had more than one argument. We've known each other for fucking going on 13 years now. Right. If you've known anybody for longer than fucking six months, you're going to have an argument. There's going to be You're going to have somewhere. a disagreement. Yeah. We had one last week, and it's fine. We're good now. We were good Tuesday. Right. Last Tuesday. Once it was all said and done, everybody said their fucking piece. We came to a fucking agreement. We figured it the fuck out, and we're good. Yep. You know, we've done something since then, and it went fucking great. Other than the fact that it was so goddamn loud, our mics fucking distorted a lot. <laughs> That's the only fucking problem we had on Saturday. And the cicadas. Well, yeah. I did hear those yeah. constantly in the background until well after dark. Yeah, the insect, <laughs> the insects fucking the entire day was... The cicadas little... and the spiders pack it up. Anyway, you were saying. But it's a thing that's going to happen. Yeah. But if... And I, honestly, I think that's one of the... I think that's one of the coolest things. As much as we all despise social media because we've all talked about that that social media is the fucking current downfall of society but for us doing this in a social media standpoint it's great for us yeah we have somewhere if we don't have a guest we're mad about something we got a shitty day any of us could make a shitty day an entire fucking episode oh yeah easily and it's not us just talking to our fucking selves there is feedback to it there is whether it's an agreement or be like, hey, I understand you're mad about this, but have you thought about it from this point of view? Because all of us, when we're mad, we're we're steadfast in our fucking ways. Pretty one track. And to have, even though we all may be steadfast in our ways, and we're all very in agreement on how we feel about certain things, we may feel the same way, but because it didn't happen to us, we have an ability to look at it from somewhere else. And be like, hey, yeah. I get it. I would have been fucking same goddamn way, but... What about these little fucking, you know, point of fact here? Or, you know, what about this little bullet point that maybe you missed because you were just so goddamn mad? Yeah, and I mean, adding on to that, you know, all three of us enjoy the conversational aspect of it enough to, in a lot of cases, we'll play the devil's advocate just because of, hey, you know, we're talking about this. We're chatting on this subject. I'm just going to take this other side. Right. Just for... It's an actual conversation then. Yeah. You know, if we if the three of us sit here and... Hey, I like this. Yep, yep. 
well, that was quick and over, and now it's boring. <laughs> right. Might as well be a reel. But, you know, we like shooting the shit with each other, and we'll take that stance of, all right, I see where you're coming from. I agree with you. But I'm going to stand over here for a minute just so we actually have something to talk about. Right. Maybe they meant this. And and sometimes sometimes we actually enjoy the debate between us. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is that by the time the debate is done, we all pretty much know where we stand outside of this. More times than not, I'd rather talk to you guys than anybody else. I mean, and that's the that's the truth. You know, more and that's, and that's probably ninety five percent of the time. I'd rather talk to y'all, and and it's not because none of us are yes men for the other one. Yeah, right. There has been a hundred times in any of us we're like, you're, we're going to let each other say our piece. We're like. No, right. not how I. That's not how I fucking view that situation. I understand your point of view, but that's not how I see it. This is how I see it, and that is always, every single time, a hundred percent of the time, it is at least given. Maybe not in the instant, but the next day or the day after that. Like, right? Okay, that's what I was going to say. I yeah. see now. Now that I'm calmed down, I've had time to let my brain fucking relax. It gives the afterthought. I get it. It gives the afterthought, but not pause of thought. You know, right. a lot of people say, you need to pause and think. No, maybe not right this second. Just let me be how I am right now. Yeah. Let me get this anger out. And then a couple of days, that's that afterthought. Or after a thought. Hey, it's an atheism. And that's where that comes in. Because I've done it with him, he's done it with me, I've done it with you, I've done it with all of my other brothers. And all the way around the circle. I'm glad you got another pack of cigarettes because I'm going to fucking bum some from you maybe depending on how this goes. And I mean, you know, going back to what you said about us not just being yes men. Yeah. You know, outside of this, I know that for me has had a big impact on my life and I'm sure it has for y'all because I got promoted to leading an entire fucking crew because my boss was like, you know what? You applied for it, and what I appreciate about you is that you're not just a yes man. See, mine was different. Didn't get the job because I didn't agree with the fucking shit that was going on. <laughs> and I got fired. Yeah. And I got fired from a job because I didn't agree with what was going on. Yeah, and like there, I can give you a specific on this. There was one time, me, the company owner, and my supervisor were talking about some stuff. The owner's like, because he was mechanical engineer, he's like, this is how it's supposed to be. Bip, 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 bip. And my supervisor's like, hey, yeah, engineers. I, I do that like that all the time. And I just go, no, you don't. You're full of shit. And I'm pointing at you just... Random. Yeah. I'm like, you're full of shit, and you are wrong. And the owner looks at me, he's like, that's awfully fucking gutsy of you to say. I'm like, yeah. Would you like for me to go get the book? Like, I'm a journeyman. No, at that point, I was an apprentice. Oh, you were an apprentice, okay. And I'm like, I'll go get the book to show you where I am right and you are wrong. You know, I have found more times than not that generally if an apprentice knows what the fuck they're doing coming into it, and somebody that is well on their path to being a fucking journeyman or licensed fucking whatever... 
they're usually right more times than not. No. Because they have that fresh fucking knowledge. It's still there, and they're trying to make those habits a thing. Well, what specifically made this so fucking hilarious was... I'm like, I'm going to go into your office and get the book. Because it's closer than mine. He goes, well, where's your book? In my truck that I had to park way the fuck out right. there. Half 300 fucking yards right. away. Half a mile away. I walk into his office, look for the book for like a minute, turn around, slam the door on my way out. Go to your truck because he didn't have it? No, he had it. He's like, where are you going? I thought you were getting it out of my office. I'm like, I was going to. But whoever organized your books is a fucking retard. Well, I did that. Statement stands, motherfucker. I go out to my truck. I get my book. for admitting it. I get my book. I come back and I'm like, here. This is how they are supposed to be laid out. But, and it had in parentheses, but engineers will often want them laid out in this scenario because. They don't want the alarm going off until it is a catastrophic failure. And I was and like, "That's why I fucking hate engineers." Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was like, "Not only does this prove my point that you are wrong, but it even pins you out for why you're wrong." Right. And he's just, "Uh, uh." Well, why, why would right. you want an alarm to go off when a catastrophic failure happens? As a mechanic. That's why I love the check engine light. Yeah. Now, I've told you, I don't know if I've ever told you or if you know. Do you know why the check engine light is a thing? I'm going to say not entirely. Chrysler invented the check engine light. Yep. You know where the check engine light came from? I actually looked it up. It was a 9-volt battery. Mm-hmm. That when that 9-volt battery died, they had guesstimated that when that 9-volt battery died after putting off a little 1-watt fucking bulb, it would the circuit would complete because there's no resistance in it anymore. So when that 9-volt battery died, your check engine light would come on. And they figured that that time is when you should bring your car in to fucking have it serviced. Right. That's the whole, that's that's where the check engine light came from. I actually looked so, way, way back in the day. So basically, they thought that, now are you saying you needed to bring it in for a regular service? Or, hey, by this point in time, My something is probably on. wrong. Yes. A check service. Yes, it was, it was a preventative maintenance tool. Gotcha. When that came on, you have had that car long enough. That battery is now dead. There's no resistance in that battery anymore. Now it's just a complete circuit, so now that light comes on. And that's assuming you don't do any service at home. No. no. But even still, nobody knew about that. Nobody knew it was just a fucking little, little battery. That's where that came from. It came from the fact that maybe the only thing engineers have ever done right, like, this should last this long. So if we put this in there, it should also last this long. And then when it goes out... Now this light comes on. And for for people that don't understand how shit works, it sounds backwards. You would think that, you know, the circuit's now complete, or, you know, if the battery's got power, the light should be on. Well, no, if a battery has power, there's resistance in it because there's other shit that's making sure the current can't get through there. Yeah. So now once it hits that zero level of resistance, that battery's dead, now that light comes on because the circuit that it's attached to can now get to the fucking light. That's where the check engine light came from. And then it was obviously modified before that. That's the I think the only thing that mechanical engineers have ever done properly is they no. gave you a light that it doesn't happen when it's a catastrophic failure. Unless you're like 
sadly to say, most women, well, this has been on for six months. Didn't know what it meant. <laughs> so I just drove with it because the car seemed to run fine. That's a light to tell you that, hey, something's fucking wrong. Take it in and get it checked out. I would rather have a light or an alarm that goes off every time I start my fucking car to say, hey, bitch, something's not right. Yep. No. Yes, I'm still running properly for now. Yep. I don't want a light that comes on and be like, hey, this shit broke after my fucking truck throws a goddamn rod in the road. Yep. I don't want that oil light to come on and be like, oh, yeah, no, we got no oil pressure. Yes, yeah. there's no oil in it anymore. One of one of my biggest challenges about trades, on a whole, uh, whether I'm working as a carpenter, whether I'm working as a maintenance tech, whether uh, the, the years that I spent working, and a couple of those years was with Drax, but I, I spent working as a welder, uh, is the disconnect Ow. that happens between engineers, supervisors, <clears throat> and the real world. Yeah. Uh, as a welder, I had a guy that was an engineer had designed this new thing that was supposed to work really well. Oh, we were right su- before we quit, wasn't it? It was. We were supposed to use scrap to put it together. We told him no. We're not. We're not doing that. We're just not going to do it. Yeah. We're not putting our names on it. Yeah. All the scrap to to interrupt slightly. All the scrap that we had had been fucking heated and welded so many times that any any piece, unless you cut down to the last fucking four inches in the center, was so fucked off, you're not going to get any kind of good structural integrity from it or just at all. fatigued. Yeah. Just fatigued, because some of it was bent. Some of it had been bent. Some of it had been racked into hot, cold uh, shutdowns, things like that. So yeah. this engineer goes to our supervisor. The supervisor comes with the engineer and says, okay, you need, you're, you're going to do this. We had to get the owner of the company in there. And the owner of the company came in and looked at us. He actually stood by us. He looked at us and said, why are you guys not going to build this in the way that the engineer wants it built? And I said, okay, well, here's why. The, the metallurgy makes zero sense. We have this piece. It's already been heated this many times repaired this many times, you want me to do this, 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 and this, and then turn a corner, and then support it across a beam that's eight feet long, in this gauge of steel, blah, 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 yakety smackety. The engineer's like, yeah, that'll do it. If the steel is new, you want us to use these three trucks sitting here that have been here for 50 years to build this new thing. You want an entirely new style truck out of trucks that have been here 50 years sitting outside, been bent, been as Drax said, been repaired God knows how many times. They've been welded on, ground on, welded on, repaired, pieces shot in and ground down and, and we said, no. You get us new steel, we'll build it. We're not gonna build it out of this crap. It was the, the disconnect between no. engineers and supervisors versus real world. Um, they never did get the new steel. They never did get the new truck built. Even to this day, they don't have the new truck built. But the plans for that non-wheeled truck still online. They never did get it built because they couldn't figure out that disconnect. 
from what the engineers were talking about versus the supervisors versus what needed to happen in the area versus the metallurgy. Um, that's what I hate. I, I, I hate the disconnect of being a contractor and I, you know, I'm sitting in the contractor's office like, okay, cool. We do this, this, this. We're responsible for this, this, this. All right. And then we walk on the job site and you're expected to be a journeyman. When, wait, that's not my, number one, that's not my job. That's not my training. I'm a welder. I'm not an electrician. Yeah. You, you want me to do this? Well, you're a contractor. You should know everything. No. I was hired to do this job. They've sent me over here. That disconnect. And then when I go back and say, this is what they want from us, well, you should just do anything. No. It's that disconnect that I hate. And it happens with mechanics. It happens with plumbers. It happens with carpenters. It happens with doctors. It's not just the, the, the middle trades. Because our, our jobs are all considered middle trades. Yep. Yeah, even though if any of us just decided, like if all of us just decided to quit doing our job, the world would be fucked. Basically, and truckers yeah. are one of the biggest ones of those that people take advantage oh, fuck of yeah. so fucking much. But that As somebody that used to drive a truck, it's fucking insane. Like, oh no, they try to protest all this. It's like, all your vegan bullshit, they're hauling <laughs> that shit. Like, like, yeah, there's meat in there too. But it's packaged very separately from your vegan nonsense. It makes no fucking sense. But yeah, that disconnect is is one of my biggest frustrations in general on a whole. Is that that disconnect? People say, yeah. "Well, that won't work." In the real world, actually does. Bitch, work. please, it will. Got to throw out a story or a topic <laughs> just to to bring it down a little bit. Yeah, for especially for me because I'm still fucking irritated. Car thief, car thief. That's and that's where I'm starting this. And you guys, as I tell the story, <laughs> you'll figure out why I'm why it's going to bring down the tension and why it kind of puts a little bit of faith back in humanity. Guy stole a car. This has been a year, maybe two ago. I don't remember what the fucking time stamp was. Guy stole a car. Realized there was a baby in the car. Holy fuck! Turned around, parked the car. Took said baby out of the car, returned baby to the parents, scolded them, and then left in their stolen fucking car. <laughs> okay, I was thinking, what hit my head when you started the story was, there was a baby in the car, so he took the car back and turned himself in. That was what I, where I was thinking you were going with that. Yeah, that's even reprimands the thing. fucking parents. You guys are pieces of shit. How are you going to leave a fucking baby in the car? Blah, 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 blah. Gets back in their car and fucking leaves. They're probably sitting in a come and go. That guy does not need to go to jail for Grand Theft Auto. No. no. That guy should just be like, you know what? Here's or a kidnapping. beer. Get the fuck out of here. Or kidnapping. Because at that point, it's kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's got a point. That's that's true. But <laughs> I'm far more mad at the parents who left the kid in the fucking car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, cool. Car got stolen. Motherfucker turned around, drove hey, back. back to your house or apartment because it looked like an apartment building from the picture. Told you, hey, you guys are fucking dumb, and then left in your fucking car. The fact that he left in their car, because <laughs> you know they were just like, oh my time. god, we're so fucking sorry, kid, fucking blah, blah, blah. A second time. <laughs> you get your car stolen twice by a good Samaritan or a criminal with a compass, a moral fucking compass. 
Like, nope, you ain't getting me on kidnapping charges, motherfucker. These parents are shitbags. I'm going to take this fucking kid back so that hopefully he gets fucking fed, and then I'm stealing this fucking car. He's got a moral compass. It's a little out of balance, but he's got fucking, a moral compass. Yeah. My moral compass is that far out of bound that I'll steal a fucking car. I don't give a shit. I, I like just my I keep myself is. in check, and I don't do it. There's been a lot exactly. of cars I'm like, man, that'd be fun as fuck to drive. It's running right now. And, it, and, hmm. and stealing it doesn't mean you're going to keep it or sell it or part it out. It could just be fun to drive. Yep, true story. It's like you the other day when we went to that when we went to Medicine Park, fucking to to check where we were gonna set up. Yeah. When you were like, "Oh, look at that!" and it was one of the new Corvettes. One of the I newer, was, I was just, I was just yeah. in my mind. I was like, "Figures this yep. old motherfucker wants a knockoff Ferrari." <laughs> <laughs> but then, then I was like, "Yeah, but, but if it was running, I'd steal it." Like, if there's a $160,000 Corvette just out there running and nobody's around it, and I've watched it for 20 minutes, I'm going to take it for a test drive. It also was not because we looked for cameras. We both looked up. It was in front of the fucking fire department. It was. No cameras, no nothing. It was It was not direct in front. It was just offset. And we were we were both, like, going, damn, that's a sexy car. Well, I never said, damn, that's a sexy car. I honestly yeah, hate I, the new vets. But it, they're fast. I'll give them I, that. I said it was a sexy car. It is one fast horse-drawn carriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might be able to make that motherfucker quick, but Corvette still yeah, hasn't learned how to make it a good ride. But nope. the prop, but the, pro, the other problem with them is that Corvettes still have a tendency to want to try to fly. They don't hug the road like some of the other supercars. Oh, yeah, they forgot to do the front-end downforce to keep the, yeah. the nose down. I mean, Did they, you guys they see still try and fly. that back in the day, what was it, like early, late 90s, early 2000s, the, uh, the SS fucking Corvettes that had the target top? No, you know, the like super sand where the whole top just comes off. It's not T-top, something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They got recalled. Did they really? Yeah, you know why? Because they come off at speed. The target tops were off? over 100, they just... Because <laughs> they come off at speed. And it was a $4,000 replacement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, a, for a piece of fucking, you know, a piece of three-inch fucking steel, essentially, that was three inches thick and maybe three and a half foot wide. To cover it with a little latch fucking notched into it. Yeah, they just fly the fuck off. Wow. That, that just reminds me of... Uh, I think I told you about this one. Dude had an old school Trans Am T-tops. And brings it to the drag strip. Has the T-tops in the fucking back. Dipshit. And I was going to say, that's wrong. Yeah, If you're going to race them, you got to put the tops in. No, you well, take the tops out. All yeah, the way out. he had them in the trunk. Oh, in the trunk. Okay. And there are little spots where they're supposed to sit and not slide around. Yeah. yeah. He goes to get in, in line, and the official's like, hey, man, you've got to put the T-tops in. No. Yeah, if no. I put those T-tops in, they're gone. They're yeah. gone. That or chassis flex is going to fucking shatter them. Right. Well, it was chassis flex that did it. But well, it, the chassis flex isn't what shattered them. Guys, like, I've already been through two or three sets. Yeah, the car wasn't designed to be raced with him in. No, and this thing, it 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 was fast. And <laughs> in the LS they walk. they go back and forth, and finally the dude puts them in. Goes, as soon as the fucking green light hits, they fucking popped up. Went over, fell, shattered. Wow. And I was just like, dear God, that is a lot of flex 
If a lot of flex. If all it did was just. Well, it's the unibody. And they're not cheap. Mm -mm. That's the unibody. The T tops for my 82 Mustang GT were $900 a piece each. Yeah. I found that out the hard way because I did that at the drag strip. I left them the fuck in and I took off and I exploded both of them. <laughs> well, and even outside yeah. of that, the cars are designed to form the bubble. As the aerodynamic comes <clears throat> over, it forms the bubble without the tops. I've never understood. To form that bubble with the tops. I've never understood why, if you're going to make a fast car, a car that's just fast from the factory, why, were, why are you going to put a glass top on it? <laughs> Don't. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. That is fucking, that is weapons-grade autism at its best. <laughs> weapons-grade autism. Don't. Just don't. If I'm going to build a car that's a thousand horsepower car that from the factory, it should run fucking a nine second in the quarter mile. The bitch is going to be solid as fuck. The only thing that's going to move is the trunk and the doors. Yeah. And the hood. That's it. Everything else, one piece. Well, you know, going off of that one, I remember growing up and looking at a lot of kids, a lot of cars, and I was like, that's fucking awesome. But it's a convertible. No, thank you. Yeah. No, and a I'm lot not, of the kids my age were like, oh, man, that's, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah, here's my problem with a convertible. Almost all of them were not designed to be a convertible. I don't think... No. I don't think it was until the early 2000s until a car was truthfully designed from the ground up <laughs> to be a convertible. It's like my mom's Mercedes. It's just, I mean, it's not It's not one of the AMGs. It's nothing like that. It's just a little straight six fucking Mercedes. Yeah. It's a convertible. It's still but a it is a solid top convertible that once it is locked into place, those joints aren't going to fucking move unless you have that mechanical mechanism that it's going to move them. Those I'm okay with. But a, a ragtop fucking Mustang Cobra? Yeah, no. That's, that's, out of the, that's, that's from the factory back in the day, almost 500 horsepower, with a shit ton of torque. You have fucked the entire fucking chassis stability. Yeah. Out the gate. Like the vets. Yeah. Those older vets that were, were all full ragtop, they look cool. Didn't ride for shit, didn't drive for shit. Four cylinders. And if you put too much power in them, yeah. it's all going to be just... Yep. Chassis twist is a thing nobody fucking remembered back in the day. Yep. It's like, oh, all that torque goes this way, so if the car's trying to do this, the motor goes this way, the car's trying to fucking take off, the car goes this fucking way, they go opposite, and then just things go... <laughs> it's weird how that works, and but then... it's not... It's not weird at all. It makes perfect fucking sense. And yeah. the car is fucked. It's like the fucking... They had the Lotus Elise back in the day that was like a thousand horsepower car I remember from car. the factory. I remember And it was car. a target top. And they had the same problem the Corvettes did. It'd take yep. off from the fucking target top. Just boop. Well, there's... Fucking there's six grand to get a new one because of the paint and fucking everything like that. Yeah. And it's from Lotus. Why? If I, if I want a car that comes from the factory at fucking 900 plus horsepower, I want that bitch to be as fucking put together it's going to be. Yeah. I don't want shit to come the fuck off. Right. Like, if it comes off, something went very, very wrong, and I'm probably dead. That's how I want it. Yeah, it's one of those, I don't remember which one of these two cars it was, but I know it was one of these two cars that was the first one that was designed as, you know, from the ground up. It was designed to be a convertible. So, the body roll 
was taken into account yeah. from initiation. And it was either the uh, Toyota MR2 Spider or the Retro Firebird. It was a Spider. It was the Spider? Yeah, it was okay. a full tube chassis all the way through. It wasn't the Firebird, yeah. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, it was a Spider. It was a full tube chassis and... Or it was a it was a full squared chassis. Everything on it was squared. It was there was no flex. Like it was yep. solid points all the way around. They used steel tubing all the way through, steel square tube all the way through it. And then it had round tubes that cur- that connected so that it wasn't gonna flex. If you flexed it, you have heavily modified that car. And yeah, one of the options lot. one of the options on the Firebird was or, uh, not Firebird, Thunderbird, my bad. No, I was gonna say one of the options on the Firebird was uh, chassis reinforcement and torsion bars. To counteract chassis flex. So the the Thunderbird, and I know what you're talking about because I built one of those that had a Cadillac V12 in it, and it was the perfect candidate as a fucking as a V12 Thunderbird because the Thunderbirds were also a square tube chassis. They fucked up on the body. The chassis was not going to bend, but the body, yeah. when the chassis tried to, going to fold itself in. So when we did ours, we essentially built a 10-point roll cage on a Thunderbird that didn't have a top. The top didn't come with a core. It just wasn't fucking there. So we built the roll cage, cut the top off, and put the chassis around the roll cage <laughs> that we cut the top off of. And that's how we fixed it. That was the only way we could fix it. Yeah. That was the only thing we could do because we tried it. We put the car together and drove it, and we're like, mm, that's not going to work because the first time we fucking hit it, and then we come back, and there's crinkles in the fucking fenders. It's like, that's not going to work. Because now this car looks like shit. And now it costs us another $10,000 to get these original fucking body panels to put back on there. And then we have to chop those up, fucking build a cage that fit inside those, and then cut holes in the fucking body panels so the cage would go across. It's fucking stupid. This is why I don't like fucking mechanical engineers. Yeah. You guys are supposed to be smart. You're supposed to be smarter than the guys that fix the fucking cars. Well, and I don't... It's I'm not I'm gonna take their side on this part because they get hit with you know, hey, we've got this great roadster, we think it would sell well as a convertible, make it function. And you're right there. that's what they do. They make it function. They do add supports, they do add braces, but they just need to figure out how to make it function better. There again, they they need to go with the idea for the MR2. Decide in advance this is going to be a convertible and go from the ground up knowing that. Should have recorded that to like two broken rails. Right. I think every team of mechanical engineers that builds a car should have a redneck fucking mechanic on said team. Because they got Vash sitting off the side going. Because that redneck mechanic, whether it's Vash or whether it's me or whether it's fucking couple of the guys I used to work for, we're gonna be like, that's cool, looks good, works now. Guess who's gonna buy that? That dumbass with a lot of money that wants to do more to it. It's not gonna hold up to what he wants to do, and it's not gonna cost us any more to make it hold up to what he wants to do. Yeah. If we put it in the design, it's good. If we expect that. That motherfucker is going to take this four banger and swap it out for a fucking LS engine. Did you just really do that? Or an RB fucking engine. Yeah, it didn't. It can be fucking made to handle it now. Yeah. 
it's like so, so suspensions have been tweaked and modified and done all the things in the world that they could be to be better. And everybody okay. talks so much shit on Mustangs, and I'm one of them. Granted, I'm a mechanic by trade. That's what I do. I talk shit on everything because I've had to fucking fix all of them. I don't fucking care. As a mechanic, you can be like, what's your favorite car? The one I don't got to fucking work on. Yeah, my favorite fucking car. I don't give a shit what it is. It be a Volvo, a Lotus, and AMC. Fucking doesn't fucking matter. Ford has done the greatest fucking thing in automotive history when they did the suspension for the Mach 1 Mustang. That is what most everybody uses, is the suspension for a Mach 1 Mustang. The, the true first go-around of the independent front suspension. It's fucking amazing. Everything that I've ever built or fucked with and just finished building, when you look at it, its suspension is a Mach 1 Mustang. Maybe different parts... It may be set in a little bit different spaces, depending on, you know, fucking frame length and yeah, whatever what you else. got to work with. But the Mach 1 Mustang did that in the most perfect fucking way possible. It gave just enough body roll, just enough retention in the springs and everything else. It was amazing. Yeah. My fucking, my Mad Max diesel, my first gen fucking Dodge Cummins that I had that I was going to turn into a fucking Mad Max Baja truck. So what I was going to do to it was going to be a Mach 1 fucking Mustang suspension and just put a, lift, a, a good lift kit on it. Yeah. It's the greatest fucking thing that's ever been done. And it's never been fucked with. Most of the drag cars that you see now, like the, the cars, the drag cars that can be driven on the street, most of those are fucking Mach 1 suspension. Or a variation of it. But it's still the original design. They just had to move shit around so that it mounted up wherever it was supposed to go. Yeah. Still functions exactly the yeah. same. Big Chief's fucking Nova that he had. Mach 1 suspension. <laughs> I've seen that car in person. Back when he had it. Seen it a thousand fucking times. The shop that I was at, at Intuitive Customs, the, in, the first sec, in the second season of Street Outlaws, there's an entire two episodes that are filmed at our shop. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't you tell me about, in yeah. one of those episodes, you can see your fat head wandering yeah. around? Man, I was just I was just in the back, fucking the guy that I worked for was like, ah, fucking Discovery Channel's gonna be out here with the Street Outlaw guys, cause our stretch of road that our shop was on was fucking perfect, and it was a mile and a half long, so you had plenty yeah. of room to get down there, turn around, and come back. And everybody there had pulled their car in at one point in time or another to work on it, you know, to tweak shit between races or fucking whatever. That is, and there's one of the episodes you can see me just fucking walking around in the back. I was in the middle. The fucking wiring harness I told you guys about the other day. You yep. can see me oh, just, seriously? just walking around fucking looking for shit to that fucking wiring harness. That, There's a couple different scenes where I'm just sitting back there on the stool just fucking doing shit. You know, that that is pretty fucking cool. Just the general aspect of you tying those two stories together. Like, I've heard the story from him a few times about yeah. being in the show. Yeah. Well, being in the show, whatever. And... I don't remember, but I think I've heard that wiring harness story I at least once before. Like a week ago. No, I'm saying before that, I think oh, I've yeah. heard it more than one time. So, knowing those two are actually the same timeline, that's yeah. pretty fucking awesome. It's like being in, I was not a participant in the Biker Build-Off, but being in Discovery Channel's Biker Build-Off. 
me and my whole family and my daughter. They actually, during that, the one where they went to Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue, uh, Cornes and uh, Rick Gorgeous. Oh, I broke the fucking ceiling like a pee. I've heard this story, so I don't need to listen to it. Um, my dad went and bought a tricycle from Walmart that was my daughter's size and said, Here, chop this out. We're going to go to Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue. Discovery Channel's going to be there. <laughs> okay. So I built little fenders. I took a flipped the frame over and I modified the front end and I locked it down so she couldn't turn yeah. it. She was still real young. Put a little seat belt on it and I even stitched together a little pair of chaps for her because we couldn't find any chaps in her size at that time. But we did find a little vest and we put a little patch on us, a few little patches on it and, and Discovery Channel loved it. And they took some footage and the footage is actually in that deal. Well then, lunch break came. Well, the place we wanted to go have lunch at, uh, at Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue, the restaurant, they were full. So, well, we got this one room, but let's go check. So they go off and they come back and say, yeah, it's okay. <coughs> so my mom, my dad, my brother, myself, my girlfriend at the time, and, and my daughter, they took us into this other little side room. It was like their, their uh, banquet room. Uh, and there were the builders having fucking lunch. So we got to sit and talk Corey Ness and Arlen was there and just uh, uh, Rick Georges was, Georges, Georges was there. Um, it was awesome and, and Discovery Channel filmed that as well. Yeah. Us being able to meet them and there's a real short clip and it was like now it's lunch time and they're in that room and you can see us all over here in the corner. That's awesome. It was really cool. That was when uh, Corness did the the double, or no, not the double, the triple. It's when he did the triple. It was a lot of fun, and and that little tricycle that we did, my daughter, on the tricycle, uh, ended up being in like three different newspapers, and a couple people joked that I had entered into the competition. I'm like, under what class? I mean, pedal bike motherfucker. So. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun to do that. Yeah, the the shit with the street outlaws was fun. You know, for me, it was it was cool. You know, I think I was in my late twenties. I'd already seen the show, like I knew what they were doing, and I and I'd met a lot of them beforehand. Yeah. At different, you know, a different shit when it comes to like Thunder Valley and stuff like that. Like I had a. I had an RX-7, and before Farm Truck was... Farm Truck, the Farm Truck we know now, I raced him at Thunder Valley. I, if you look back, like, fucking 15 years in Thunder Valley's page, you'll see a little fucking... see a little champagne-colored RX-7. It beats Farm Truck by about a half a car. That was me. That was my car. I built that fucking car. Well, I modified that car. It was a, a factory RX-7 that we had done some more shit to, motor-wise. That was before it got the, the supercharged small block in it. And I fucking regret doing that every goddamn day. <laughs> Granted, it was a fun fucking car. Like, it think, don't get me wrong, I think it was fun as shit. Yeah. But to get rid of the, the motor that would just do anything your fucking transmission and gearing would do, yeah, I regret that. There's an RX-7 over off of Lee by E.T.'s Tires. Oh, yeah. That looks yeah. identical to mine, except it's white. And I fucking want it. I have been trying to get that motherfucker to sell it to me for 15 years. Yeah. It has been sitting there for longer than that. Yep. He will not sell it to me. Nope. It doesn't run. The motor's garbage. 
doesn't it like the tires are bad, the seats are fucked off. I just want the car. I could not do anything with that fucking car and know that I have it. I'd be fucking happy. Like this was my the second car I ever built by myself. First car I ever built was my '82 Mustang GT. I built that car in my mom and dad's garage in a weekend. And I say when I, I built the car, I built the motor, put the motor in, changed the transmission in a weekend, two days. Yeah. That's eighteen years old. Two days. The RX-7 was the second car that I ever modified that I was super fucking proud of. I would go, I would go to 39th Street Cruise in Oklahoma City. I could show up in my in my little Ford Ranger, I had a 2002 Ford Ranger that was my everyday driver. I could show up out there. Was, and the truck was pretty fast. It was a little four-wheel drive Ranger. Had nitrous and had headers and you know some other bullshit. It had a small cam and some other bullshit done to it. I'd show up, and for what it was, it was pretty fucking fast. I'd show up, and I'd finally get to where everybody's at. And like, fuck, you bring this piece of shit for better gas mileage? <laughs> I don't know, which was a lie, because the RX-7, even at 900 horsepower, got better gas mileage than my Ranger. But, I'm like, go get the fucking Mazda, man. It's like, it's a 40-minute drive for me to get home, and a 40-minute drive for me to get back. Like, no, I'm not going to go get it unless it's fucking worth it. Not ten minutes later, one of my buddies would be like, hey, you want to raise somebody for $1,000? Like, yeah, that's worth it. <laughs> what are they expecting to race? The seven. Fuck you. Give me two hours. I'll be back. Every time I showed up, if I didn't show up in that car, and then I'd show up in the car, and it had its little bit of fucking, you know, it had its little bit of lope and shit like that. Buzz. And it, it, you know, it'd come in with its tune and it sounded like an RX-7. But it sounded like an RX-7 that had just very little done to it. Because the cool thing about RX-7, you put a full fucking exhaust on that bitch, you can't hear shit else on the motor. You don't know what else is going on. That bitch <coughs> could have fucking 17 turbos on it and the exhaust is louder than the turbos. Yep. So you don't know. So I'd fucking pull up, you know, a little six-speed RX-7, it's like, alright, you know, whatever, I'm back. And then but he'd come up and be like, man, he was getting worried. And I was like, I told you it's a 40 minute drive one fucking way. I'm, like, I'm not going to get pulled over and get my goddamn car impounded coming back. Like, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> well, I'd show up and God come over and talk shit. I had one dude that I was, I just pulled out of the fucking, out of the parking lot. It was a Leisure Pools. It's where we parked on 39th Street, you know, doing all the hot tubs and shit. That's where we parked. It was a massive parking lot. I pulled out and the guy that wanted to race me. He was like, I want to see this bitch do a burnout. And he spit on my front tires. And I was like, wrong tires, bitch. You know, rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no. And I was like, and then I took off and he saw the car squat on the tail end. Fucking get to the light. And he pulls up at the light. And he goes, I'm going to fucking beat the shit. And that import little motherfucker, whatever they were talking shit. And we'd fucking take off. I'd be back. Wait five minutes before he ever fucking turns back out. Thought you were gonna beat me. Like I didn't even try. Like, like I have another fucking setting that I can put it on that's gonna make <laughs> me terrified of whatever the fuck this thing's gonna do. Because I don't drive it that much. Like, it's I, it had two tunes. It had I can drive it every day, and it had one that was eh, we'll figure it out. The I could drive it every day tune was an 842 horsepower tune to the wheels. Fuck. In a 1900 pound car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the we can figure out what the fuck it's going to do 
I got scared on the dyno. <laughs> what? Yeah. I've, I've seen videos where cars have left dynos. Yeah. I got scared oh. on the dyno. I okay. broke one of the straps, and it was still perfectly fucking... One of the one of the extra straps they threw on there, it yeah. snapped that bitch in half. I was like, nah, I'm good. And I was well over a thousand. I was like, mm, no, that's good. Wolf, it'll it, that's gonna be the wolf figure to fuck out to. Him. <laughs> I don't know. No, so, I mean the fucking nineteen hundred pound car. The tires on that car were that fucking wide. Save that too. Save, save, <laughs> yeah. save it. Save it. Save it. Whatever happened there, <laughs> I'll it. figure it out later. <laughs> I loved that car so much. And then that was at the time that everybody was doing like the Monster Miatas and the Monster RX-7s and they were putting fucking small block V8s in them and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, like, focus. It's like, well, this would be badass to have a fucking V8 in. I got the V8 put in it and it made more power and it was actually faster, but it wasn't as fun to drive. It didn't have the same top end that the fucking, that the rotary had. It didn't have the same, you know, just overall handling capabilities. It was still a perfect 50-50 weight distribution car. It just didn't, it felt like it didn't perform the way that it did before, and I fucking regretted it every goddamn time. And it's funny you said Ford Focus. <laughs> Same time that I had this car, there was one person that could beat me on a regular basis, and it was a Ford Focus. It was a Ford Focus. It yeah. was a Ford Focus hatchback with a twin-turbo 351 Windsor in the, in the tail end okay, of it. Okay, that I can see. That I can see. Yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it had full exhaust. You'd never know what the fuck that thing had in it. It had full exhaust and it had cutouts that if you weren't looking real hard, you'd never see them. It was a blue fucking Focus hatchback with a twin turbo 351 Windsor in it. You know, it's it's like those guys that would pull up in a, in a, in a Galaxy or a Satellite and, and it's, you know, they're wide tire, big stretch cars, and they pull up and then this guy pulls up with a Ford Maverick. Yeah. I mean... And then the Maverick just beats the snot out of That depends on who's driving what and what's in what. That Galaxy or that satellite. I would take a Galaxy 500 that somebody knew what to do with the motor that was in that car. Over And built it the way Maverick. it was supposed to yeah, be in yeah. any V8 swap Maverick. Right. Any day of the week. I can see it. But, that. don't get me wrong, those Mavericks were cool-ass little fucking cars. I mean, there's two on Facebook Marketplace in our local area right now. Little fucking sale. little two-door, three-on-the-tree, fucking straight-six yep. Maverick. Fuck yep. yeah. I'm down. Just a little uh, small-tire uh, Mavericks for sale right now. One's $1,200 body only, and one is 2200 bucks, engine included. I was like, look at there. One of them is, like, primer red, and the other one is, like, a like urban camouflage black and gray. Oh. <laughs> then the whole fucking, then the whole value of the car is gone. White, silver, blue. Only thing that a Maverick should ever be in. I had a buddy in high school that uh, had a red one. He had a red Maverick. And it was it was a hot, hot little car. I mean, Richard Richard had had some work done to it, and Craig helped him with it a lot. But that was a hot little Maverick, and that was the only Maverick I've ever known personally. Uh, Maverick's what I learned to drive a three-on-the-tree in. It was a Maverick. It was a hot little car. Reverse was always a motherfucker. That's the only thing I ever had a problem with with throwing a tree was getting yeah, in reverse because it's part of first and then you got to find it and then it goes into reverse. It's like well, son of a bitch, Just clutch it out. <laughs> no, because you, if you don't get it you in there, you're, it you're yeah. never you gonna fucking find it. Yeah, the ones that I drove, I always had the problem of every all the linkages being worn out. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't get that first 
to second exactly right. Right. Yeah. Everything bound up. It's like and you're just the needle. stuck. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> okay, well, I can't go back to first. I can't go up to second. I can't even go down to. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. roll off the road. You shut it off and hope you can fucking find it as it's rolling to fucking get it back into neutral. No, it, it would still. They would still be in neutral. So it's like, all right, just roll off the road. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and get out there, unbind everything. All right, now I can get back into first. It's funny, my, my friend of mine, when I had my second gen, she had a first gen. And I wanted it so bad. I want the first and second ones. Don't get me wrong. I love the third gen Arc 7. I think they're fucking cool as shit. The one from Tokyo Drift, the orange and black one that yeah. Bond has. I, those cars can look fucking badass. Like that oh, is dude. the cheapest supercar that you could ever truly own if you wanted to fucking have one. But the first and second, this first and the first and second, the first and <laughs> second gens were so fucking cool. And I got to buy a second gen, and then my friend had a first gen. I was like, so she she'd want to go to the cruise on Wednesday nights when we were in high school. Still, she'd want to go to the cruise, and she'd be like, let's take let's take the RX seven. It was her car. She couldn't drive it. She couldn't drive stick. Couldn't drive a stick shift at all. I found out why she couldn't learn to drive in that one. Because if you put it in third, you went into reverse. Yeah, every time. Yep. Didn't matter. If you skipped third and went to fourth, you were fine. You get fourth and fifth, just fine. I started driving it. She was like, every time I go to third, it goes into reverse. Like, okay. Well, thinking doesn't make any fucking sense and it's still to this day it doesn't make any sense no. and I was like okay drive it and she took off and it was one of those <laughs> just take it off and then she gets going she gets into second it's a little bit of a jerk it's like alright whatever that's fine like, you obviously can't drive a stick so maybe that's your fucking problem baby you're just fucking moving and missing it like I don't know how because it's the wrong fucking way yeah nope nope fucking we got out I got going She's like, hey, you do know how to drive a car. I'm like, yeah, I've been driving a stick shift for a long fucking time. <laughs> Did you grenade the transmission? No. Okay. No, but I fucking, I hit it first, hit it second, hit it third. Like, mm, don't like that. Literally, <laughs> up to third. And it just, you can tell the tires are going the fucking wrong goddamn direction. Well, that's not the right fucking way. Fourth, fifth, everything's fine. Did it slow? Even slow. Like, there's something fucked off going on in this. Yeah. And I was going to buy the car from her. I was going to buy it. I was just going to put a whole new fucking transmission in and call it a day. And then her dad was like, well, nobody's driving this fucking thing. And he sold it. Like, we showed up to her house Wednesday afternoon after school. She's like, I want to take this one. Like, All right, cool. She opens the garage door and she's gone. <laughs> where's, Fuck. Your, where's your car? <laughs> so she walks inside and her dad's like, oh, no, I sold that at, like, noon. Damn it. If you'd have told me, I'd have bought it from you. And then she was like, well, it's my car. I said, I paid for it. That's fair. I yeah. get that. That's fair. Sold it for $800. Oh, yeah, it's got a fucked up transmission. Doesn't matter. The motor alone's worth <laughs> fucking four times that. No shit. Like, come the fuck on, man. Uh, I even told him, I said, like, man, I'd give you 1500 bucks for it tomorrow if you said you wanted to sell it. Like, I've been talking to her about buying it for a year. Right. Like, well, I didn't know that. And I went to, I looked at Kelsey. was like, what'd you tell your fucking dad, man? Fucking stupid. Dumbass. Give him smack. Yeah. So we ended up taking my RX-7. 
Which, that night I won about three times as much as it would have cost me to buy that car. So, yeah. No. Yeah, Win-win for everybody, I suppose. She got a little bit of money out of her car, and her dad didn't have to have it in the driveway, and I was forced to drive mine, so I won a bunch of money that night. Well, it's good times. That shit just... The way that story went, just... Vash and the old fucking yellow truck. Shit's the still Azuzu fucking... Or the, the no, one? the Beast. Oh, oh, God. That day still fucking pisses me off. I, I was working out of town. I come home. And I'm like... Truck's gone. But he's here. This isn't really adding up. I'm, I knock on his door. I'm like, hey, bud. Where's your truck? Oh, yeah, money. I got real bad for money and sold it. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm assuming you got a decent bit for it. At the time, the truck wasn't running. There was something going on with the transmission. He's like, yeah, no, uh, just sold it to one of those scrap guys. It's like you did what? That that beast? No. Oh, okay, the other one. Yeah, the other yellow truck that I've heard about. The yellow the truck. The yellow truck, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, I was just really hurting for money, and I needed to do something." Is your phone broke? Well, no. Right. All right. Let me show you something. And at that point in time, I was doing good money-wise, because I was working out of town, pulled up my bank statement, I just set my phone down, I was like, that number right there, which I don't remember now, but it was a hefty bit more than what he got for the truck, I'm like, I get paid tomorrow. Right. I can give you, I could have given you every bit of that, and just held the title. And I would not have been hurting a bit. Yeah. Right. I mean, it happens. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, when that happens, we all get into tight spots, and sometimes we're embarrassed to ask our friends or our family for help, and right. I get it. Let's have one more of those key lines, at least. I say one more like it's the last one, but... Have I, another. Yeah, let's, let's have another one of those. Let's torture ourselves just a tiny bit more. Oh, there's at least two more in that fucking... At least two more in there. Don't threaten me like that. I mean, you're not even drinking beer anymore. It's about you fucking being responsible or some shit? Yeah. Slightly. <laughs> uh, it's not that I'm not drinking beer anymore. It's that I paused the beer for now. Okay. Okay. That's an acceptable answer. Kind of any of them would have been acceptable. Well, that's a far more acceptable answer. No. Yeah. That's the key line part. <laughs> and in general, I'm kind of thinking about just swapping over to fucking liquor flat out. Man, I've been thinking about doing that too. I tr- see. I tried to do that whenever I was working at Sidebar, and I was I was gonna do it. I was just gonna cut the carbs out. You know, I was gonna do like a like a carb cut kind of thing. Yeah. To at least let the body burn off some of the extra fat that's there that's not needed, that's, but it's not really hurting anything. Like, well, if I cut out beer and soda, that's going to cut out pretty much all the carbs I fucking intake anyways. We'll do that. Well, one fucking night. 
one night working at Sidebar. And I was like, I got told, well, you can have beer, but you can't have liquor. Because there was a fight. The one fight that fucking happened was the one night that I was just drinking Jameson. Like, Jameson on the rocks. I'm just sipping on Jameson. And over a 12-hour shift, I had five. Five. You guys know me well enough to know that five Jameson on the rocks is not going to put me in that fucking spot. I was going to say, I can't think of maybe five Long Island iced teas. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Like, five in an hour and a half is going to put you in that spot. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think of five of something across the night that's okay. going to put him in that spot. Tequila, maybe. No, it's not even going to put me in that spot. It's just going to piss me off. And that's just a whole different spot. Like, even that's going to be a different fucking outcome. But there was a legitimate guy being a douchebag that was fucking with one of the other bartenders. And I was like, hey, let's quit. Let's stop this. You paid your fucking tab. If that's what you want to do, drink your fucking drink and go. Right. And then he fucking straight up looked at me and goes, motherfucker, you don't want none. I was like, "Mm, are you sure? (laughs) And then the bartender that he was fucking was like, "Mm, nope, he does. I promise you he does. That's the whole reason he's getting paid. What color was her hair? Not red. (laughs) Well, I was thinking more like uh, blonde, black, or curly black. Long brown. Long brown? I don't remember that one. You almost described a Neapolitan. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Long brown hair. But he said that and stood up. And she was like, no, he does. Like, <laughs> you fucked up there. So I went over to him and I was like, hey man, we're not going to do this. And his buddy's there. I just kind of looked at his buddy. His buddy's about my height, but, you know, not real, real big. And this dude's maybe your height, 165 pounds, tops. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking just running his mouth. He's like, look, dude. I don't want to do this, but I will. Why don't you finish your drink and just go. Come back tomorrow when you're sober. Everything's fine. We're talking, and he's like doing his weird circle motion, like like circling me like a like a weird retarded shark's gonna fucking intimidate me or some shit. Like, and so he gets over here so that my back's towards the bathrooms and his back is towards the front door. In my mind, like. He's got to have a target to fucking aim at. When I throw your fucking dumb ass through the fucking door. Yeah. Well, he says something, and he went to fucking grab me, and so I just pushed him. I didn't fucking hit him, didn't do nothing. I was like, nope. There you go. Well, so you know, midway down the bar, you know, like the fourth or fifth seat. You know the distance between there and the front door. Yeah. So I just... <laughs> well, he went off the ground, hit the ground, and then slid out the front door. So I followed him out, stands up, and I'm standing on the threshold of the door. And his buddy's behind me. I'm like, you can fucking go out too, because I don't know what the fuck you're going to do. Like, I'm not dealing with this shit. Like, there ain't going to be somebody behind me. Already done fucking took a pool cue to the back of the head in the last two years, not doing it again, whether right. it's a bottle, a pool cue, fucking whatever. I'm like, you can fuck go too. But he goes, and he's trying to calm his buddy down. And his buddy's fucking just on it. He's like, I'm going to fight somebody now. Like, he got pushed, and now he's just, whatever. Yep. Okay. So he comes in, and he grabs me, and it was the weirdest thing. Like, he grabbed me at the bottom of my shirt. 
grab me down here. Like it was like this was fall, so it was kind of chilly outside, but not terrible. So I had on my sweater that, that like a brand new sweater. I'd worn it like four times. It has me by the bottom of the fucking deal, and I don't realize it. And I just kind of open handed him to the throat, <laughs> and then a push motion to go along with it. So it was a uh, just a, and then he's. I guess whenever I hit him in the throat, he went to sleep, and his his fist his, his fist kind of just tightened down, and then he tore my fucking sweater. Ooh. So it looked like I was wearing a fucking crop top. I was like, "You son of a bitch!" I remember you telling me about that. So after it happened. I go out there and I just grab him by the fucking I just grab him by the shirt and I'm trying to stand him up because he's starting to come to at this point. And he's like, "Oh!" And he fucking he goes to do this like open hand slap me like, and if it was gonna do anything, it was gonna be like, I was like. So I did it back to him and put it back to sleep. I was like, oh, God damn it. So I stood him up and I'm holding him there. And then he comes to and his eyes open. And he's like, you got your buddy? And he was like, yep. I just let him go. And I assumed when I said, you got your buddy. He was like, yeah, I got him. He and he just, fucking, just drops back down. <laughs> just like God, a sack of potatoes. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Fucking whatever. I don't know what the point of that story was. But I lost a very comfortable sweater that day. I think that was the point of that story. Probably. Fuck that guy. Things we've lost. He also said he was going to come back in a week because he got butt hurt like 20 minutes beforehand because he wanted to chug a beer. And he said he could beat anybody in the bar. And like, looked at the bartender and was like, can I take him up on this? I'm technically working. She was like, fuck it, go ahead. I was like, I'll take you up on that, bud. And then I was done with my beer and started a new one by the time he put his down. <laughs> he was like, I got a buddy that's going to be here in a week. They'll fucking out drink everybody here. He's like, that's what you just said. <laughs> Bring him? <laughs> like, like, I've got two world champions right now. Fucking, I got two world championships right now. Like, I outdrink the Germans and the Australians, which drink far more than we do, supposedly. Yeah. That's why I have German and Australian money, because <laughs> I beat them in a drinking contest. So... Yeah, you were talking about Jameson. Five shots. Dave didn't let you drink Jameson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, it was that night. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, I was two shots into that and a beer. Because of the beer that I chose. <laughs> yeah. Was that, and Mick was like, you can have some beers, and if somebody buys you a shot, that's fine. But, you know, you can't be drinking on the job. And I really wanted to be like... <laughs> have you seen any of your other employees that work here? Like, have you ever right. watched any of them? Because I've seen the bartenders take 34 shots in a six-hour fucking shift. I've been here since we opened. And then Till we closed. And I had five and a beer. And then the bartenders drive home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good recall, because I forgot. It's... Oh, my, my irritation brain went from one spot to another. So, I don't know. We're like an hour and 20 minutes into this second episode that I'm not going to edit. I'm just going to put out because I don't fucking care. You guys got anything else we want to talk about? Or I'm good for right now. Shut it down? Yeah, so let's close this one out. Indeed. Indeed. So, uh, if you've listened to both of these, thanks. If you haven't, vicariously, go fuck yourself. If you've only listened to this one, listen to the first. It might make more sense. True story. That's probably <laughs> probably better <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, that's the uh, saloon scuffle. Signing off. Aces. Deuces.
We're out. Bye, bitches. <laughs>